4: And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the
3: one, the only Pucco Podcast. So, writing staff—that's pretty cool. So, how's everything going in Kalos? Like, did you catch a lot of uh, what is this? A Pidgey? On it? What? Uh,
2: a Pidgeyonic? uh Thatch? What what's uh, going on? What did you just call it again? Kalos. What? That's,
3: uh, what are you talking about? It's it's the Kalos region. Oh no!
0: Oh no! He's doing it again.
3: Oh! Yes. What, what's wrong?
0: <sighs> what? Why don't Why don't you tell them, Humphreyest?
5: Uh, Kalos. It's a Greek word. I don't think it's pronounced the way you did it.
3: What? Wait, I've been mm. pronouncing it wrong for this like for the past year and a half, and no one said anything.
2: Really? We're
3: professionals, you know. Like <laughs> you guys are horrible.
1: It's Bucko. go It's PACO! Paco! Come on, Underground Champions League, oh yeah Fuck off! Grab your friends, it's that time, time again. again Listen to the shit where the fuck never, never ends It's fuck off oh. Fuck off! Oh yeah Fuck off! It's your host Swim Drink your that! Drink that!
3: And welcome to the 155th episode of the Puckle Podcast. Not only is it that, it is a very special writer's episode. And I'm your host, Trainer Thatch, here with my multiple co-hosts. I am Skron, I am the
0: writer of In The Meta.
4: I am Viger, writer of Pokemon News. I'm Bjorn, writer of Bjorn Splash.
5: Whimsy, Whimsy, whens whimsy, Whimsygut! Oh, oh, sorry, I, I had to turn on the translator. Okay, I am the Flossiest Whimsygut, and I am the writer for Topical Types.
3: That's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes! Yes! We're per- <laughs> yeah. Best intro ever. But uh regardless, I uh wanna know what you guys have been up to in Pokemon lately. Like you guys obviously have been like writing our articles, so uh in that introduction, like give a little spiel about what your article's about, so just in case nobody's ever actually gone to Pucklepodcast.com to reach your articles. So we'll start with Scrawn. Uh what have you been up to?
0: Well, um I write in the meta as I said, and it's basically a short synopsis about the competitive viability of certain Pokemon used in various tiers and uh how often they are used and uh, what what the best ways to use them are
3: uh how about you Uh, viger
2: uh, uh well it's pretty simple i write the news anything pokemon related in the news that i find interesting or needed to be spread around you can find it in my weekly issues
3: wonderful and then bjorn how about you man
4: well, my articles are kind of what I like to call rants a little bit. Uh, it's basically, <laughs> <laughs> I take a topic and I kind of talk about my opinion, either about a specific Pokemon or a Pokemon topic. And I try to make it, you know, kind of funny, a little bit light, not very serious. But it's basically just kind of me breaking down why I think something's cool or why I don't like it.
3: Wonderful. And then uh, my favorite Pokemon, how 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 about your article, yeah. Winsley got
5: well thank you well i take one pokemon type every week and i do an in-depth analysis from a pokemon's point of view because that's what i am apparently a pokemon and um, so you get an introduction which is some general things about uh, the type then you get battling behavior which is uh, just a few hints on a few Pokémon of of that type and how they do in battles and whatnot. Then you get classification, a very important scientific element, which is essentially my favorite Pokémon of that type. And then there's the best part of, according to some, the interview where uh, the philosophy of Swimsy got, that's me, Interviews uh, a Pokemon of that type, and hopefully it gets interesting, maybe. And uh, then I give you just a few facts about that Pokemon type, and then we're done.
0: I assure you it's very interesting. It uh, is. We're going to give a shout out to one of our writers who couldn't be here, and it's a wiser osprey, and he writes the rollout. It's mm-hmm. basically well, describing. Uh, he's oh. here,
4: though.
2: Oh,
0: he, oh, he showed up. Yeah, let he's, that here he, he's here now? I
4: come, yeah, I'm coming. Weiser,
3: tell now. us what you write <laughs> about.
5: uh We should have kept quiet, and then it would be like we were all saying how great wiser is, and he's listening. We, we shouldn't have said <laughs>
2: anything. he's just like, thanks, guys.
0: Thanks. We just <laughs> forgot about him.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I write The Rollout, which is a competitive article. All right. <laughs> All right. So, I guess that's it for introductions. There's plenty that happened in the news this week, and I guess uh we'll flip over to that. So, cue the epic music. <laughs> Town radio tower. This just in. And in the news, we've had a lot happen in this past week.
2: I know. I I, I know.
3: I, I maybe I should yeah. let you do it, Vaiger. You you do in fact yeah, write the Pokemon yeah, yeah. news.
2: You probably should. Probably should.
3: Okay, so All tell right. me what there is. So,
2: so lots of distribution news to go through, and some that's come up recently, and some that have been out and about for a little bit. Most of them are in the Japanese-Asian area, so we're never going to get them, but they're pretty interesting to listen to. Okay. Uh, there is a special South Korean distribution of Pachirisu. I now, saw that. this this Pachirisu is actually based off of the one that was used in the Pokemon World Championship by Sejun Park. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but... Well, fact, you kind of know all about this. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, he, he was the guy who ran Worlds. Uh, or yeah, one yes,
3: world, not ran. He didn't run worlds. <laughs> he won worlds with his Apache's Punching Bag of Pachirisu. But yeah.
2: Basically, it's the same Pachirisu that he used. So, good stuff. Again, that's, a, that's in South Korea. So, if you're in the South Korean area, you can probably pick up that while it's possible. The second distribution and the third one are actually both Japanese exclusives. The first one involves obtaining the Pokemon Shaman, Victini, and Keldeo. And you can get these by purchasing various Pokemon themed food products and redeeming the codes for the various Pokemon. That's so it's really a nice cool. little...
3: and I really wish I could get that. You can buy yeah. a
2: box could Buy a box of Cheerios and instead of finding a Pokemon inside it, get a code. To get the Pokemon in your game.
3: They're really like they're really pushing this like serial code thing for these distributions.
2: I know, all the QR codes and everything, it's, it's nuts, this day and age that we live in. Uh, the final distribution that's Japanese exclusive is a distribution of the Pokemon Jirachi, which is also Shiny. So it's Shiny Jirachi. You can obtain this Jirachi by buying a special charity wristband at any Pokemon center in Japan.
3: Now, fun fact so, about Shiny Jirachi is that mm-hmm. you couldn't transfer it from Pokemon Bank to Pokemon Bank. Because it always flagged it as uh, illegitimate. Right. Because you technically weren't supposed to be able to get a shiny Jirachi until now. <laughs> it was supposed to be <laughs> shiny locked, and it was it just didn't get uh, – there was something – there's some slip up in the code for the Wishmaker disc, mm. which gave it a lower than usual probability of being shiny. <laughs> but – uh, So it was harder yeah. than a 1 in 8,000 chance.
2: Yeah. But now you can get it.
4: Yeah, now you can get
2: it. That's how they get you. They get you to pay for it again. But it's going (laughs) to charity,
4: so it's all good. But only if you're in Japan, right? Only if you're in Japan, though. So Yeah, yeah. awesome.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Japan gets all the good stuff. The final distribution that recently dropped came from a Nintendo Direct that recently aired. And it is a distribution of a special Greninja... That is modeled after his namesake in Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and 3DS. So, really, this Greninja knows Water Shuriken, Hydro Pump, Shadow Sneak, and Substitute, just like cool. the fighter as a whole. And you can get this, uh, according to the website, you can get this by registering both the 3DS and the 3DS version of Super Smash Bros. and either Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. So it on... takes
3: three games to get to it? Or?
2: Well, <laughs> either Omega oh. Ruby or Alpha Sapphire, whichever one you get. Wait, no, Apple. no.
3: So, so do you need the 3DS version of Smash and this? Is that what it is?
2: 3DS version of Smash and either Omega Ruby or Alpha Sapphire. Register both games on Club Nintendo between okay. November 21st and January 20th, and you will be getting a serial code to redeem. That special Greninja. Just kinda like how I'm gonna get Mewtwo for registering both my <laughs> Smash Brothers right. games. That's how you're gonna get Mewtwo. <laughs> so that's all of distribution news that's come as of late. Moving on into other various aspects of Pokemon news, which I report on. You should highly check out the news article that I post weekly <laughs> Anyway. Shameless plug. Shameless,
4: <laughs> shameless plugs.
5: Speak. That's what this
2: is all about
3: yeah is not
5: that what we're all doing
2: I mean. <laughs> shameless self-promotion of us in our respective articles but anyway the pokemon symphonic evolutions tour that you know that concert full of pokemon music that's mm-hmm. making its way around the united states not really and it's been like gaming. stuck on the east coast well it's still there
3: <laughs> you see
2: as of right now not only have they performed in Washington, D.C. and Philadelphia, but on January 17th, 2015, they will be arriving in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And that's like not even Park. that much farther away. It's just a stone throw from where they <laughs> last were. But hey, if you're in the Pennsylvania-Pittsburgh area, I would highly advise that you check it out. I'm tempted me to drive it. Me and Scrawn, as musically gifted people, we highly <laughs> advise that you do attend.
4: I, I had some friends who went to like the DC one. Really? Yeah, because I'm from Baltimore, so it's like an hour mm-hmm. away. And they said it was awesome.
3: Yeah, like I'm kind of close to Pittsburgh. It's probably only about a three-hour drive, but mm-hmm. it's not It'd worth three worth hours to drive there. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah, I all guess right. I'm not going to get there. <laughs> it's a. It's what? A core, you're not living AD, closer than but... any of us? Oh, oh no, that's there's about i think uh, an ocean and about half another continent in the way
0: it's okay you can just fly on the wind to get to us because
5: oh yeah i i hope the i hope the wind is going the, the right way <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right she ends so, up
0: in Japan for the
2: distribution. <laughs> lucky. Mm,
5: yeah, and, and I could get Pokemon food stuff, delicious. Yeah, <laughs>
2: catches an easterly wind and goes into a better direction. <laughs> 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 All right, moving on to more obscure miscellaneous news. The Pokemon Company has announced a brand new Pikachu balloon that will be flying in the eighty-eighth annual Macy's Day Thanksgiving Day Parade. I in new heard Earth about City. that as well. This is and Just in relationship, this is almost a week after the release of ORAS, so it's perfect promotion time. Mm -hmm. The picture of the balloon just depicts Pikachu with a green scarf around his neck and holding a small snowman shaped like Pikachu. So it's a nice wintry holiday themed Pikachu Pokemon Mm -hmm. balloon. So that's really nice. So it'll give me something to look forward to when I wake up tomorrow after stuffing my face full of turkey. (laughs) All right. more in more recent news, if you were in the Puckle chat as of yesterday and you saw me like constantly posting heads up and everything about that, uh Deonsi and the Cocoon of Destruction debuted on Cartoon Network yesterday. That's true. So it was like an unofficial Pokemon afternoon movie afternoon night thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> time is irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, time is irrelevant.
5: Uh, and, uh, remember I was whining about not getting Cartoon Network? Well, it yeah. seems it worked because, uh, that movie is getting a theatrical release in January in Italy. I know we have Italian listeners, so heads up. Yeah, <laughs> I
3: want <go laughs> to go <laughs> to <That's> Italy. <awesome.
5: laughs> Forget
2: Japan, I'm heading to Italy. Think Going to better. Italy,
3: theatrical release of <laughs> Cocoon of Destruction. Yeah,
5: I, but I, I. I think I would have to translate it all for you guys. That's fine, that's fine. we don't a do, you know, version with subtitles here. Okay, right. We've already everything. it in English,
2: so we know what happens. So, yeah.
3: I, don't, I feel like movie. it's a Pokemon movie, and it's not going to matter to me what the dialogue is to you.
1: <laughs> you probably, probably got it. <laughs>
0: I just want
3: stuff, to see Pokemon fight.
2: <laughs> one Pokemon, we basically seen them all. <laughs> Whoa, this There's is a Pokemon of... podcast. We've I know, I'm day just day. saying... General statements, right here. I d-
3: I don't think that's a that's not a completely false statement.
5: <laughs> well, I think Ethan would probably disagree. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know
3: about that. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Maybe even him.
2: Uh, anyway, this movie did show the debuts of several <laughs> fan favorite Pokemon throughout the series, including Xerneas and Gallantol, and we've also seen the first anime debut of Greninja. But most importantly, we have Honedge, Doblead, and Aegis Slash. That all just came out there, and I'm just like,
1: oh yes, <laughs> I like
2: this <laughs> a lot. If you didn't pick up on that, <laughs> all right. A uh, few more news articles to cover, or maybe just one. Yeah, just one more news article that was revealed as a recording of this podcast. Uh, on November 16th in Japan again. They will be re airing Destiny Deoxys on their special Jap- Japanese TV channel, which they call BS Japan. Don't take that out of context. And during the airing of this movie, they will air a special short episode based off of Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, and it will feature the ORS versions of Brendan, May, and the Home Starters. So it's a nice little Oras promotion just before, or during the week that Oras actually releases. So we're getting down to the wire, people. <laughs> Oras is almost upon us.
3: Yeah, I don't want to one up you, Viker, but you did forget about the Eon ticket.
2: I was getting to that. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I was getting to that. I wrote it in the Sky chat and like, don't you remind me? Hey, this is my job. <laughs> <laughs> God. Very defensive. I don't have, <laughs> have Cerebi, Google, and my own news issue open to bring in something. But, but yes, as as that so kindly reminded me, the Eon ticket has been revealed in Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire through a special event. Turns out the Eon ticket will be transferable through the 3DS's street pass. Sort of like how you were able to mix records in the original Ruby and Alf- Ruby and Sapphire, which fun fact I never played.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I actually did, I and that. I have.
3: I actually still have the original Eon ticket uh, because yes. it was a card that you had to swipe through the e-reader.
2: Oh my gosh!
3: <laughs> That's how
2: you got original. Wow! I have it. You should get like. You should get like two virtual eon tickets for that just be like <laughs> listen here and you just show back them in the day it. you just show them <laughs> this piece of paper that says eon ticket on it it's like, i have it right <laughs>
3: here. well apparently they're, distri- they're um, distributing it through like play pokemon in the u.s yeah the those like league organizers are gonna have it which this might be like the final push to get me to go actually go to a league yeah, yeah. Participate if any any sense, like just the game or something like that. You get
2: various serial codes to redeem your uh, Eon ticket. And then when you pass somebody who doesn't, they'll get it themselves. So it's a nice little feature there for people who might miss out on the actual distribution of those codes. So yeah. if you don't get it, you'll probably get it. Just make sure you have your 3DS on at all times in your pocket. That's. Yeah. Talking, talking to Scron and I were talking about this yesterday, and it was uh,
3: the play Pokemon thing. It actually ties Uh, into uh, PuckleCon,
1: right?
0: Yes, it does. If you want to do the TCG, at least you'll need. No, you need
3: it even if you're going to compete video game wise, because you still need to have a uh, play Pokemon like number. Yes, that is true. That is true. And so, if you do want to come with us to PuckleCon uh, in I believe Indianapolis Mm in 2015. Early July, more than likely. You'll need to go to a Pokemon League and at least get your trainer number to be in a Pokemon League so you can at least play with us. TCG has more rules. Scrawn knows more than I do. (laughs) Well, uh, for the TCG,
0: in order to compete in the Pokemon Nationals, you need to have at least 10 points. Uh, For the video game, uh, you do not need to have any prerequisites other than a Trainer Club account, which is basically to play Pokemon stuff.
3: Yeah, so you go you in there, you get like a number,
2: and you're registered. You got the Oras demo through the Pokemon Club, so if you had the demo, well, it's we not just a... that.
3: You need to get like a like. There's a play Pokemon number that you have to like register oh, with that account. Right. Mm-hmm. Probably should get on that then. So you have to actually go to a league <laughs> and have human interaction.
0: They're, they're generally <laughs> actually, pretty nice. They're Pokemon people. Yeah, no, they're like obviously like
3: look how nice we are. That's what everybody who plays Pokemon's like. Yeah.
0: It's how nice we are, except Viger, whenever he's getting defensive about his news segment.
3: Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay.
0: Anyways, uh, but this but is like...
5: Viger didn't even get on my... On my on my What do you call it? <laughs> Whatever. He didn't scold me for mispronouncing his name earlier, so he's a really nice guy. <laughs> <I love that.
2: laughs> Funny thing, lots of people actually pronounce my name incorrectly whenever I'm on the internet or Xbox Live or something. It's kind of weird actually that you were actually able to pronounce it correctly the first I pronounced
3: ninety nine percent of the things I say on the show correctly
2: <laughs> anyway, do okay. you have anything do you have anything left for us? I'm looking through Google News right now for any last Other than tidbits that, well, information. <laughs> while you're looking, I'm going to talk about some Puckle stuff we have going on. Yes,
3: we'll, uh, do. Puckle has news of its own, uh, which I should probably post as an article every week, but meh. <laughs> 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 that's what we
4: have the show for, right? Uh, not...
3: That's what
2: I have the show for.
3: That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to listen to it.
2: You get the show. We just get new- yeah. we just get
3: little articles that we type up. <laughs> it's in write. It's in writing, which is probably better than the show. But right. anyways, uh, for the release of Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, we are again having a big thing like episode 115 where we all kind of just hang out and play the game and give our first reactions. It's not going to take place on the release date. Instead, it's going to take place the day after, November 22nd at 2 p.m. Eastern from 2 p.m. Eastern to 4 p.m. Eastern. So don't miss it. Don't mess up. Don't get your time zones confused. <laughs> That's what it is. If you come to the chat box, you can come and listen to it. We'll interact with you guys, talk to you about the game. We're just going to be giving our general first reactions of the game and kind of just playing with it. Uh, maybe even can get a couple it. of battles in between each other. Ooh. So, yeah, come and listen to that live. Also, at 6 p.m. that same day, Ethan's going to be having a movie night. So if you stick around for two hours and just hang out in the chat, two hours later you can sit down, watch a movie with us, chat, make a bunch of jokes. Those nights are usually pretty fun.
2: Do we have any info on what movie will be? Playing? We do not. I suggested nah, I something along decided. the
3: lines of uh, uh <laughs> the sixth movie, the one with Groudon in it. Ah, and... uh,
2: Jirachi Wishmaker. Yeah, that's it. Oh, the, uh,
3: yeah. I think they had. Which I remember Ethan
2: had. Which I remember Ethan had quite fondness for. Am I correct when I say that?
3: I don't remember. Or I was not very fond of oh. movie. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I, think,
2: I don't think he liked that one at all. I think he hated it with a fiery burning patch. <laughs> yeah. Apply the burn heel. It's still in effect. <laughs> okay. So oh, there you go. You so that there's that.
3: Um, also, this Tuesday, November 11th at 6 p.m. Eastern, I'll be hanging out the chat box all night long. Uh, you can come find me. I'll give you a Wishmaker Jirachi if you show up. And you sit down and talk with me.
1: Nice. So,
3: that's a chat Chatbox Meetup. Please be there, PucklePodcast.com. Uh, so, other than that, I think that's all I have for the news in Puckle News. What about you, Viger? No,
2: I have all for the news.
3: <laughs> so that's it.
2: So I guess, uh,
3: <laughs> we'll go to the topic after this, after this Moving short on. break.
2: <laughs> Moving right along.
3: Hey everyone, if you haven't signed up for the Puckle website, I really think you should. Just by going to PucklePodcast.com and creating an account, you can earn badges for doing things such as liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter, following us on Tumblr, and reviewing us on iTunes. All these things help us out. Not to mention, you can come by the chat box, talk to our members, build a little bit of community, make some friends. all helps out Puckle in the long run. Maybe you want to write for the website. You're more than welcome to by contacting us through PucklePodcast at gmail.com or filling out the application on the website. Also, don't be afraid to email us at pucklepodcast.gmail.com. You don't always need to email us about the mailbag question. We'll probably still read your email on the show, so feel free to do so. You guys always make up about 20 minutes of every episode, so we look forward to your feedback. Also, if you're feeling very generous, you can donate to Puckle by just going to the Donations tab on the website. So I'm Trainer Thatch, and I'm looking forward to meeting you guys at pucklepodcast.com. And on to the topic. For those of you who can't read, we are going to be having a discussion about competitive versus casual Pokemon and Pokemon players. So I guess that the best way to start this would be just to figure out what everybody thinks we're at, you know? Myself, I like to think of myself as both a casual and a competitive player. I play the meta pretty often. I know I can read the meta pretty well. I'm really good at competitive battling. I know how to make my own sets and everything like that. But at the same time, you know, I like sitting down watching the TV show. And I like to even, you know, I go on PokemonCenter.com almost every week just to see if they put anything new up. And at some point they will take my money, but it's not <laughs> happening anytime soon. So, what about you, Skron?
0: What, 100% competitive here. I you don't think have so? time for casuals.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Well, um, I I do like some of the... Novelty aspects of Pokemon, but I'm mainly in it for the competition aspects.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: What about what about you, Viger? 100% casual, right here. <laughs> that whole IV EV evolution stuff that you guys go through, yeah, it just goes right over my head. <laughs> no matter what I read or try and make it myself, I'm just like, this Pokemon looks good. I'm gonna use it, and that's all I'm basing my assumptions off of. I don't care if it's a Magnemite. He's my favorite Pokemon. And then it just gets ultimately creamed. And I'm just like, better luck next time. You can play I'm Magnemite
3: and so... Little Cup, if that's any consolation.
2: Yeah. There was a funny little thing that I found on a, a YouTube video called the Magnetrol technique. that involved mm-hmm. an old band item called uh, Berry Juice or something like that. Yeah. And Magnemite used to move Recycle. <laughs> it would poison its target, and it has sturdy, so you can't one-hit KO. It. And oh, then it no. would just keep using Recycle, and yeah. the berry juice would constantly keep bringing its health all the way back up to 100%. <laughs> so it's just sitting there letting the Pokemon poison itself to death. And it's just sitting there constantly reusing the same item well, that's over awesome. and over oh. again. So Magnumite doesn't use Recycle anymore, and Berry Juice doesn't exist anymore either. (laughs) But I kind of like the whole media outlook and the whole atmosphere of Pokemon, from the anime to the games to the TCG, which, just like competitive, I get none of it. But I like it. I just like almost anything Pokemon-related, when it comes right down to it. Now, one of the things I'm like most
3: excited for is I've obviously been like in the Pokemon online community for a while. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite things every year, especially this time of year, is uh, I, I'm waiting for Cerebee's advent calendar.
0: Oh, I love that! Oh it's my like gosh. my
3: favorite thing in the world.
0: That's how I get so many of my wallpapers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I always like Pokemon profile pick December, or whatever you actually call it. And switching your is. Facebook profile page to the Pokemon of your choice for that.
3: Oh uh, yeah.
4: No, what about you, Bjorn? <laughs>
2: uh,
4: you- I would say I'm I'm casual. Uh, I want to try to be a little bit more competitive, and we I sort of you. you know ask some people on the Puckle community for help. Um, and you know, so I'm sort of working my way into trying to figure out what exactly the meta is, how to actually understand it. Um, but I'm super casual. I spend most of my time kind of like maybe just playing around, breeding different things. So I'm like, hey, cool! I can give explosion to this Pokemon. That's awesome. That's actually <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Not, that's actually like a really good thing to do, honestly. Because it'll just be like one of those things when you're building
3: a team, it'll help you. You won't have to spend like the hours planning a team. It'll be like, oh, that guy can get explosion. That's uh, that's helpful. I'm gonna do that.
4: <laughs> Make and it I read the Pokemon manga a lot. Like I have a that bunch is of those. so good. There, it's it's amazing. Is. It's yeah. so good. Oh my god! A lot of like the choices I make for my article comes from sort of the Pokemon manga inspiring me to be like, "Wow, this Pokemon's really cool." Which is why the first gens represent it so much because I only have up to like the seventeenth or eighteenth one, which is yeah. mostly first and second gen. So
3: I did. But, uh, I actually did an episode on the manga. Awesome. way
4: back in the day it was it's definitely worth checking out it's amazing mm-hmm. it's like if you can you get your hands on the manga it's definitely read it.
3: episode 50-ish wow <laughs> it was in like 2010 mm-hmm. so it's it's there it's on the itunes feed now because i fixed the itunes feed to put all the episodes on it so if you're ever interested you can listen to that and you can listen to like ancient puckle with a guy named toast <laughs> Ancient <laughs> I'll Have to check that out. Toast and <laughs> fizzy, and Mr. Thingy. <laughs> it was it was me and Toast on that episode. <laughs> so yeah, uh, <laughs> that was definitely a thing. Uh, what about you, Fluffiest? So what would you say you are?
5: Uh, well, I would say I am a casual player who has been trying to get into competitive for a while but i haven't quite gotten there yet i mean i'm into iv breeding i know how to EV train but i haven't gotten around to it yet and uh, uh you know sometimes i go on showdown like i i was on showdown today i i wanted to try out my altaria but mm-hmm. Then I saw that the meta game is is really not ready yet because there is no ban list and nothing works. You know, you you have like Greninja versus Megalatius. it doesn't work. So I got off right away. But uh, I do want to get into competitive, and I just think I've hit a sort of plateau where uh, I'm getting my my butt kicked. All the time because I didn't know the meta game and I would need to play more to know the meta game. But it's not much fun to play more when you get your butt kicked all the time. So I, <laughs> that I'm, is the I'm best way. For a while. That honestly, That's that a honestly way, is yeah. the I best
3: know. way to learn how to play Pokemon. <laughs> is I actually yeah, I somebody know. was on the chat last night. I think it was uh, Nate, and I was talking to him or somebody else. It might have been not last night, but on the chat. Typically, when somebody's like, first of all, I think I find a lot of people in Puckle are in exactly your situation. Uh they all are casual players trying to get their game up to the meta uh mm-hmm. become competitive players and honestly, those are the best kinds of people the people that do both uh, yeah. <laughs> I think they're the they're best in the people of
2: becoming competitive.
3: yeah and uh because competitive play, like competitive play the best way to do it like play with whatever you want you're gonna lose a lot no matter if you're using uh the the uh o u the team or if you're using your magnemite like Viger. <laughs> you're gonna lose a lot regardless. One, because you don't have experience. There's a lot of things that come from experience. Not just knowing the meta, but just knowing how to play Pokemon, honestly, at the competitive mm-hmm. at that level. Uh I didn't know how to play very well at the beginning. You can actually see one of my very first competitive battles on our YouTube channel. It's uh right. me versus Speezy. Speezy was this guy who used to work at Puckle. He's actually on a couple episodes in the back catalog. And uh he uh me and him battled each other. if you watch my battle, there are so many horrible, horrible decisions made <laughs> like i uh i i i think i did uh i did something really i went for like a body slam and he obviously had a miss magius <laughs> so it just uh, he just switched into miss magius didn't do anything Wiped me out uh i ended up winning the battle by like one move i got super lucky and but you know, either way, like there's a lot of prediction that I have now that I would do differently in that game.
2: Yeah, I always like to, I always like to think if you lose, that's an opportunity to learn. If you win, you're not. Learning oh no, anything. no, it
3: definitely is. If you actually, uh, when I was talking about uh playing the VGC style for a while, like on the show, I mentioned that all the time,
5: mm-hmm. and I'm
3: mentioning it again now. <laughs> uh, what if you actually look at my computer, I have a, I have a, uh, document where it's just me. Writing Mm -hmm. down the outcome of every single battle I had. Why I lost. (laughs) Why I won. Wow. And it's just this thing. Because that's how you learn the meta. You learn what everybody else is doing. How your team can adjust to fix that. How you can play your team to to counter that. And sometimes there's just these things where you can't really counter a strategy. So Mm -hmm. you just go ahead and you have to switch out Pokemon. But most of the time, you can actually win with like everything you really want to play with. Yeah. Yes. I breaking the
2: meta, <laughs> breaking it. Yeah. I remember there was early days before the Pokemon Bank and Poke Transport came out. Everybody on the Battle Spot was running Protein Greninja. just all. They along still the are, <laughs> and they still are. And I've developed a very effective and unorthodox counter for it. What was that? Mega Charizard Y with Solar Beam.
3: Well, I think a lot of people actually run Mega Charizard Y with Solar Beam.
2: I know, but it's it's interesting because everybody, every Greninja that I've come across falls for it. They always lead with it. So, as because of the type change with protein, they can just constantly fluctuate around and pretty much counter anything that can be thrown at them. But Charizard requires that the protein Greninja remain water type and try and hit me with a hydro pump or a hydro cannon. But my Charizard, like, tanks those for no <laughs> adequate reason. What's the well, spread? Because of the- Drought. I have no clue. I'm just like, <laughs> this guy is really good at eating water for breakfast. I'm going to keep him, again, my battling style right there, and my lack of knowledge of EV IV training. But no it just seemed to work, no. because Solar Beam with Sunny with Drought just KOs the Green Greninjas right out of the gate and throws their whole plan out the door. Unless they're running Hidden Power Rock. Yeah, <laughs> but I haven't encountered those yet. And well, they yeah, can. Greninja can actually learn. <laughs> uh,
3: can actually learn Smackdown Ooh, as well. Oh. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's definitely like competitive. This competitive and uh, casual thing. Like, uh, I don't know. It's just been one of those things that I've always thought was interesting, especially on like Pokemon Reddit. I don't know if you guys <laughs> read it at all. Uh, <laughs> There's definitely this huge difference between like the casual and the competitive players. And you know, mm-hmm. like it just seems to be like this ongoing war and I don't think there needs to be. I don't know what your thoughts are on that or anything like of the such. I
2: think it I think it boils down to the principle of it's a game. Mm-hmm, don't take it exactly. too seriously.
3: Oh, but but and... Reiger, you can't do that.
2: <laughs> you can't. I mean, finger quotes to close finger quotes seriously. So, <laughs> you, you can, can you can, can take, take a game too seriously but there's a threshold that you cross where it's like okay come down to our level a little bit and <laughs> I do, down i do
3: think a lot of people just forget that this game is about having fun yes, <laughs> they go to the dark
0: side of competitive battling where you only <laughs> use Talonflame and rotom wash
3: oh. <laughs> Talonflame is so good though. oh you the-
0: Oh, you the team, exactly.
3: Whimsicott, uh, no what do you think about Talonflame? What? What does is, what is Whimsicott think about Talonflame?
5: Oh. oh, me? Oh, well. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Wrong like hell? <laughs> <laughs> Wrong like
3: hell. <laughs> That's a good answer. That's a good answer. See, oh, I think it's, it's, it's Juniper interesting,
4: kind of, as a casual player who's trying to be more competitive, I know too much about competitive battling to play against my friends who are completely casual, but then I don't know enough to play against the people who are even remotely casual, so it's this weird sort of in-between. Yeah, you get this,
3: like, when you when you first jump into competitive, you get this, like, weird jump on all of your casual friends, Pokemon and you think you're really good at Pokemon, and then you battle other people that are, you think are on your level, but they're like... not actually on your level, they're above it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just get
2: stomped. <laughs> and then there's an opposite reaction that i've actually come across with my little cousin i'm so sorry this is an evil story of mine uh again my little cousin he's getting into pokemon now and he knows the basic mechanics how to catch pokemon teach them new moves level them up basically how to play the game solo and then he's like hey you want to battle me and i'm like sure and then i just like steamroll him and I'm just like
5: <laughs> and then I look at my oh. blood
2: soaked hands and I'm like
5: what if I become <laughs> and I well, would just say that you're a nice guy.
2: It's just
0: you may have run a bit too far. Don't I go over to the dark side. I crossed that <laughs> threshold. I okay
3: the so <laughs> I got to the point in my competitive play where I cannot play casual players. <laughs> so, I don't know if anybody else has side. ever reached this threshold. Like I will play against casual players, and they will throw me for so much of a loop because I can't like determine what their prediction is going to have them do
4: because <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. So...
3: they don't know what they're doing. So it's literally just like a random dice roll every move.
4: It's like playing a fighter game, but they're just button smashing. You yeah, exactly. Kind of... And so, like, what are you if, doing?
3: Like, it's if like I, if I were bro. to like come up against like a Tauros or something, like if I were to play the same exact team. In the hands of a competitive player, I would probably win, like, 5-0. to zero. But if like I was me and my... but playing against these casual players, and, like, this random walk that's happening, I would, uh, I, I'll always end up, like, 3-0, 2-0, zero, zero, barely winning. <laughs> because I cannot predict them
2: to save my life. It's like me and my brother playing the old Pokemon Stadium when it first came out, and we're like, why is Horn Drill not working against Ghastly? It's supposed to be a one-hit KO. Yeah. We know nothing about accuracy or type advantage. Oh, man. Or even when a move is not effective or when it fails. My favorite- <laughs> I'm just like, <clears throat> why is it not working?
3: My favorite Pokemon Stadium story is uh, my freshman year of college. I was uh in the dorm. Everybody knew me as like the kid who played Pokemon. And they're just like, "We used we we used to be really good at Pokemon back back in the day and they had like the original Pokemon stadium." And they're like, "We're going to battle you and we're going to take you on." And so, obviously, I don't know a socially acceptable amount of Pokemon. I know way more than that. Um, <laughs> and so accepted. they sat me down and they're just like, "You're going to pick your team and we're going to wipe the floor with you." So like I opened up the rentals. I picked five psychic types in Gengar.
1: Oh, God. Oh <laughs> I'm <gosh>. just like...
3: Because <laughs> I'm just like, Gen 1's horribly broken. <laughs> and so I wiped, I wiped the floor with a guy like 4-0, and then I just left.
2: <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm just, done. You just clear it, and you just set the control down, and just silently walk out. That's literally what I did, because I'm just like, I don't have time for this. I'm not going to deal with it right now.
3: I don't have
4: time for you. In- I've got to deal battles to...
3: I have physics
0: to do. <laughs> During
4: my undergrad, um, like junior year, right around when like and Soul Silver were kind of new, um, my friends and I all made a pack that we were going to kind of start the game fresh and then have weekly battles, escalating at like level tens. And every time you beat someone, you gotta take one of their Pokemon from them for the week. Oh. And oh. everybody stopped playing with me around twenty because I played so much that I was like I had all my badges by level twenty, and I was catching Pokemon that they didn't even know you could get. And I was like, all right, at level ten, I can have self destruct on every single one of my team. You know,
2: what's the deal with you and exploding things? I'm just first. You were talking about teaching Pokemon how to explode, and then you're like, ah, moving on to self destruct now. Is there something you're not telling us? There's a there's a common theme here.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I did Smart. once battle a guy when I first started playing competitive. His entire strategy, like 3 of 3 out of the 6 new explosion. <laughs> and <laughs> he told party. me he beat me that day and he got, he told me he's just like it's like yeah, my team's motto is if it, if things are going bad, I'm just going to explode.
5: <laughs> that it <laughs> came again? back to the
3: gang. It worked. Him, like, it worked because like I would I would pretty much waste like A Pokemon and a half on each one of these. And it it would almost be dead. And it would just have enough speed on me. That it would just blow (laughs) up and be done. Like. It was ridiculous. That was also before I really understood EV training. And IV breeding. And. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Those developmental years. (laughs)
2: Uh, Developmental. As, As you were evolving with the battle mechanics. Learning the new stuff. And introducing new types and battle mechanics slowly molded you into the trainer that you are today i i have to say that if
3: i think i think it i would not be where i am today pokemon wise if i did not play it for like seven years competitively (laughs) like like that's like i i am not by no means like the greatest competitive battler out there but i know where i'm at because I have spent enough time. I spent seven years like just thinking about it. I understand a lot of the common strategies Mm -hmm. and I know how things work to some extent. I know I know what is game breaking, what's not game breaking. Right. Mm -hmm. Last time I
0: I faced that, she had both an Excadrill and a Talonflame on his team. (laughs) Shame on you. That come on. Oh come on. There's nothing wrong with Excadrill. There's nothing wrong with Excadrill. Excadrill is fantastic.
3: Yeah, but oh, I, I I I didn't, I didn't use Sandstream. Okay, or whatever it is, Sand Veil, no, whatever let the me, hell you use. Let is.
2: me guess. Sandrush. you're running. Rapid Spin, Earthquake, Air Balloon, Excadrill, Mold Breaker.
3: Mold Breaker. Yeah, Mold
2: Breaker.
3: <laughs> I ran Mold Breaker because Mold Breaker like is the best thing in the world. Down. Because people forget that it stops levitate from working.
2: I know. <laughs> I, that was what I I had caught. Uh, I had evolved to Garchomp when I was first starting off. And every time I throw it in a battle would say Garchomp's Mold Breaker. And I'm like, what the heck does Moldbreaker do? And this is before I'd like <laughs> go on the internet and Google, what does Moldbreaker do? I was just like, this is useless. What What's Mold doing? <laughs> and then I learned what it does. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's actually really good. I'm so lucky to have a Garchomp that knows <laughs> mold, breaker.
3: <laughs> mold Breaker. is the greatest thing ever. And yeah, I was running air balloon because it's a perfect counter, especially at the beginning of the X meta metagame, to Glysaur.
2: Right. Because mm-hmm. Glysaur
3: was a problem.
2: Yes. <laughs> Yes, it's a problem, Scron.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a big it's a problem. <laughs> I,
0: I, for those of you who don't understand the inside joke, I used to glide score on my gym team and that's usually what ended up defeating people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just
2: toxic stall all, all yes, day. Yes,
0: exactly. And, and so I got a lot I of hate like, for it.
2: I actually threw in a uh, soundwave my uh Noivern who was able to bypass his substitute attack because of because
0: infiltrator
2: yeah infiltrate and i was like this is actually pretty effective and when i had moonlight coupled with it it's like okay he can actually stick in long enough to actually do some damage but it still didn't work <laughs>
0: on like, the casual side both of them look cool
4: <laughs> yes, on the <laughs> casual side do you all think that casual or competitive play kind of makes a greater use of the pokemon kind of like all the pokemon because hmm. sometimes i think that casual players get more tied up especially if you don't like exclude certain pokemon get tied up in only using what they think is the best which means lots of the kind of weaker or like alternative like kind of like pokemon who use uh poison and stuff to stall or going to get i feel behind. like
3: i feel like a lot of people a lot of casual players would say the same thing about competitive players
4: I'm sure. Yeah, word, <laughs> I feel like of,
2: in the words of Doctor Shamu, "insert Pokemon's name is good." You just know how. You just have to know how to use it. Yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Any Pokemon can be good, except Pikachu. There is literally no competitive use. For no Pikachu. No nope, <laughs> Light Ball.
2: <laughs> Actually, just, like the still, entire Pikachu light... evolution line is pretty much even with Light Ball. There is no competitive use. No, for
3: I, I. knew a guy. I knew a guy back in the day. Uh in. Uh, he used to hang around Puckle. His name was Carl.
5: Mm-hmm. Every
3: team he built had Pikachu in it, and he was one of the best competitive <laughs> battlers I knew.
2: <laughs> All right then. <laughs> I like I on the subject of Pikachu. I do like how in the Oras they're making Pikachu slightly more effective with the cosplay <laughs> Pikachu, and Let's I see say how that works out with the. I I'm saying slightly with the biggest finger quotes I can possibly conjure up here,
1: mm. but
2: it's it's nice to see that pokemon uh, with every new game something's being implemented that makes it slightly more different and effective in the long-term casual versus competitive style like yeah you could run a casual pikachu or you could get that bicycle crash one that's really good against ground types now if you're into that sort of thing
0: so Bjor- i like <laughs> yes what what do, what does <laughs> B- what Bjorn, what do you think of cosplay Pikachu? <laughs> you know, uh,
3: you should write an article on that. <laughs> I should, I think it's
4: weird. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, like, does it changes its type and stuff? I haven't looked much. No, into it doesn't it, change I'll be the honest. type, it just gives it a it new move. doesn't change the
2: type, it's still solely electric, it just okay. gets like a special move. <laughs>
4: I'm sure we're gonna see a bunch of cosplayers cosplaying as cosplay Pikachu. That's <laughs> oh, interesting. Oh, <laughs>
5: right. Professor Cosplay
0: Pikachu.
3: I think we're gonna wrap it up right. and uh head to commercial break. Right. So we will catch you guys on the flip flop.
5: Salve a tutti. Avete fame? Volete della deliziosa pizza? Allora venite alla pizzeria di Giovanni, dove tutto il formaggio è fatto di vero latte di tank. La nostra carne è fatta di dunsper freschi e la nostra salsa è fatta solo delle migliori baccamodoro. Venite a trovarci ad Azzurropoli, oggi.
0: All right, you heard the lady. Come visit us at Giovanni's Pizza in Saladon City.
2: episode
3: and welcome back we're here with the poke of the episode today national Dex number 143 snorlax the sleeping pokemon
4: according to pokemon League green's uh, pokedex snorlax is very lazy just eats and sleeps as it ro- as, as its rotund bulk builds it becomes steadily more slothful wonderful it
3: sounds yeah, like Snorlax. Snorlax is actually one of my favorite, like, normal-type Pokemon ever.
4: Yeah, he's pretty awesome. I My most recent article is actually on Snorlax, and I discuss why Snorlax is one of my top five favorite Pokemon. Um, <laughs> Wonderful. Basically, I... he's just a big, chill dude, you know?
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember back in first gen, I had one, and it needed, like, Ice Punch and Fire Punch and... It just knew all of these ridiculous moves.
0: Because, you know, there's only one... So no, cool. there were two
3: Snorlaxes in the game. That's right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you could also find them in the wild as a rare.
3: I don't think you could of... catch them in the I wild. I
4: don't think you could, yeah.
3: Scrawn, you're wrong. I think it was almost just that one. Fine. I, would <laughs>
2: gotta, I always got a kick out yep, of There it snap is. Only two uh... of
3: them in red and blue. Uh, there's one in gold and silver. You can't even get them in ruby ruby sapphire emerald. Ooh. Uh, mm. You can oh, catch Munchlax crazy. in diamond and pearl and that's the first time you can actually really like catch them. Mm-hmm. And then you can't really get them again. You can't really get them like ever. X and Y only one.
4: You could get them in heart gold through the um the Polka Walker. You could get Munchlax. Oh yeah, you can. Yeah, and he knew explosion, <laughs> which was awesome.
3: Self-destruct, probably. Not Explosion. Self-destruct. Okay, self-destruct. Yeah. They never gave Explosion to Snorlax because it would be way too OP. Uh, <laughs> because he gets stabbed from Self-Destruct and Explosion. And essentially what happens is since Explosion, back in Gen 4, had a base 250 attack, but it would also half your opponent's defense. Okay. So it's essentially a base 500 attack. <laughs> well, so, no. give that stab And then tell me how that goes.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not a good outcome. (laughs) No. But uh, out of curiosity, why do you all think that Snorlax are so rare? Are they like endangered species hunted to extinction, perhaps?
3: They look like pandas. I agree.
4: <laughs> I I think it's because you only can really keep one alive on a food supply within so much of an area. I mean, according to <laughs> lots of the entries, they they're going to eat, eat themselves eat You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> that's so true. Someone's going to be yeah. hogging all the food, in, and then the rest are just going to starve.
4: Yeah, and that's why <laughs> there's yeah. only
2: one left because he just that's ate that's Now that's before.
1: A
3: <laughs> Before we go too well off topic, I should I should yeah. inform some people of its competitive abilities. <laughs> uh, first of all, it's got great bulk, a base 160 HP, which is insane. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, on top of that, it's got a base 110 attack, so that self-destruct is really going to hurt. That's my personal favorite, though that move is a lot
2: harder to actually get on Snorlax than you would think it is. <laughs> Don't use it in real life though. Nobody wants raining Snorlax all over. Well, this. I think the only yeah. way to get
3: it is to either get uh, get self destruct on Snorlax through, as you said, the Polka Walker. Mm-hmm. But it can technically breed onto Munchlax. But okay. it has to it has to know self destruct or something. It's like it's a really hard move to put onto Snorlax.
4: It's like a catch phone too. It already yeah. needs Noah to get it.
3: Yeah. Uh, lucky <laughs> for me, I already have it. If you want like a quote unquote easy way to get a Snorlax with self destruct that you can start breeding on, uh, the one in Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness, Pokemon in that game would get special moves, and the special mm-hmm. move they gave Snorlax in that game was self destruct. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> I'd also I'd also like to point out that as of X and Y self destruct is a pre evolutionary only move. So as yes. of X, Y, the only way to get self destruct is to read a with it. Yes. Which is very yeah. difficult with reading mechanics involved that, that. You need a lax incense, I believe. Yeah,
3: that. you have to hold a lax mm-hmm. incense, yeah. which is just gonna make your life horrible. Mm-hmm. Wait, is it lax? No full incense. Full incense. Oh yeah. Lax is I for uh Yeah. You, you are
4: um... correct. Which doesn't um, make sense because it's Munchlax, so yeah. So <laughs>
3: thankfully, I still have my old Snorlax from way back in the day, and I can just use that. He does typically my favorite thing. Uh, one of the big bigger sets that used to be on Snorlax was Curse Lax, which is like Curse Body Slam and a couple other things. But well, uh, I still like think that's us. very viable. Honestly, I really like Curse Lax,
2: mm-hmm.
3: but. Uh, you know, he's got. Some, I like crunch on Snorlax, like uh, Scron was mm-hmm. talking about beforehand. Mm-hmm. Because and it,
0: you, they can't just switch in a ghost
3: type to exactly, okay. and, and return. That's a viable option as well. And I don't think we don't have move tutors right now, but I'm waiting. I'm kind of hoping I can teach my Snorlax like Ice Punch, and he <laughs> yeah. just be good again. I hope. I hope <laughs> there are move tutors in Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire. They probably will be, but just in case, you know. Crossing my fingers. Oh,
0: yeah, don't give it a second thought, of course. Yeah. The
3: See, you, you got, you all you're going to say stuff. that, and then we're going to get the game, and then I'm not uh, going to uh, get move tutors.
2: Here's the thing. They're, oh, the Omega we'll
1: Ruby
2: <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. The Omega Ruby Alpha. Here's the thing. The demo has been giving us, all, gave us a whole bunch of heart scales throughout, and heart scales can only be used for tutoring purposes or remembering Well, it's things, only used so. for
3: remembering purposes, That's it's never true. actually been used for tutoring but it purposes. Could.
2: But it could hint at move recovery sort of options in ORS. I don't know. I'm trying to <laughs> remain optimistic. <laughs> I, as much as you,
3: like, I don't know. I'm, I'm very pessimistic about these games because I used to be one of those bright-eyed people that would just be like, I'm going to make all of these predictions about these games. And mm-hmm. then none of them turn out right. Welcome and to Puckle, where I, we ruin your hopes and dreams. Exactly. <laughs> now, however, and then I, I have speculation problems. episodes about remakes and then the remakes actually happen when i say they shouldn't and
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> that so happens that happens enough, far more hurt. often than it should and by that i mean two times
4: uh, <laughs> so, so a question for the competitive players i guess um would you always put rest and sleep talk on your snorlax or
3: no. i i would i, I don't I, run I, a i don't run a restlax i run a i'd run leftovers on mm-hmm. top of Crunch, Body Slam, maybe Curse. Uh, Curse is a great option. It bulks it up mm-hmm. pretty well. Um, honestly, if I was running Snorlax, I would run him with a du- with a Ghost type Pokemon as well, mm-hmm. because I am a big fan of the Ghost Normal core. Okay. Uh, I, I don't I'm see a... it played often enough, and it is really really awesome.
2: There is a, there is another if people like to run a Sleep Lax sort of thing. With rest and sleep talk, they can also include belly drum as well. Belly drum is an option as well. Oh, that's, yes. That's something that needs to be...
3: It's a little more risky, though. hmm I would definitely keep his ability of thick fat, though. Uh mm-hmm. Mega Venusaur has made me a giant fan. <laughs> yes,
2: thick fat will. Because lots of people like to run fire and ice type moves for the occasion. They are very offensive-oriented types.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm. I agree completely, and it's awesome, but uh, let's see. Let's see if I can find... I'm on Munchlax. I want to see if I can find something very exciting about Snorlax uh, in
4: the trivia. So, one thing I found when I was already doing my Snorlax research Mm -hmm. um, is Snorlax is obviously based off of some sort of hibernating kind of creature, which pretty much everybody knows, but there's (laughs) also this theory going around that Snorlax is supposed to be a representation of the symptoms of a food coma which is basically where <laughs> you eat a lot and then you fall asleep and it just <laughs> kind of repeats so I don't know if i buy it but it's kind of a cool theory you know
3: oh, that's kind of cool actually I like that
4: um... and, and Snorlaxes are also used as playgrounds by children in the Pokemon world because what? after they eat and sleep they just kind of become slothful and you can jump on their bellies like a bouncy castle yeah <laughs> Yeah, um, in the Ruby and Sapphire Pokedex entry, it says um, it's such a docile Pokemon that there are children who use this expansive belly as a place to play, and then in the black and white Pokedex, it mentions that when its belly is full, it's too lethargic to even lift a finger, so it's safe to bounce on its belly. That's Which, (laughs) yeah, which is kind of cool to think about. You've got this big guy, and you just feed him a bunch of food, and you kind of... Play on him for days <laughs> yeah
3: uh one and of my I... one of the biggest things i've noticed is well, reading the trivia here on uh on Bulbapedia. uh Bulbapedia is my favorite piece here is in heart cold and soul silver if the player interacts with the snorlax walking behind them while at mount silver the message will say snorlax is fair feeling very eager this is due to Red, who is at the top of Malt Silver, owning a Snorlax as well.
5: Oh. Oh.
3: Messages oh. also appear for Pikachu and Charizard. That's interesting. That
2: is super interesting. You would think he would work with all the Pokemon in Red's arsenal if you brought in a no. mimic team, but. Yeah. Snorlax okay. are all Pokemon.
5: For Kritia, there is one funny thing that I've seen pointed out on the internet. If you look at Norox's sprites, you know, the Gen 1 sprite, the Gen 2 sprite, mm-hmm. uh, he's lying down in Generation 1, and then he's slowly sitting up, until <laughs> he's, oh <all laughs> my in Generation 5, and in Generation 6, he's finally standing! He's standing. <laughs> Only it seventeen takes... years. Only sixteen <laughs> years.
2: Oh god. I'm just I'm waiting for when this whole thing plays back and people are listening to it. Heads are gonna explode when they finally figure this out. <laughs> it takes us uh, like you... six generations to. you know.
5: <laughs> yeah, but can you imagine being freak sitting on that joke for seventeen years and not <laughs> <talking about> that? <laughs>
0: What, yeah, if they they are so patient. what if they do five more generations with them slowly laying back down? That'd
2: be kind <laughs> <of> hilarious. <laughs> yeah, she's going right back down. It keeps going in this cycle of getting up, going down,
3: getting up. Oh, man. So, what? I guess that's it for Snorlax. Let's move mm-hmm. on to the mailbag.
5: It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Sending your emails.
0: You got mail. The mail's here. You got mail. Check your inbox. You
1: got mail. It's time for the mailbag. You got mail. Mail.
3: And on to the mailbag. As always, the mailbag is brought to you by Green Toros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. And as always, we'll be giving out the mailbag badge, and we actually have, like, a large committee to decide who gets it.
5: <laughs>
3: yes. So, Woo. without further ado, let's dive in. Our first email is from Black. Hello, Puckle, tis I, Black Gold. I'm hurrying off to send this email because I'm leaving for the Renaissance Festival, and I just finished episode 154. So, let's get to it. Mailbag, but first, or as hype. Oh, my Arceus, it's so close, I can taste the salty air of Hoenn. Be- well, because, well, it's like 80% water, because Team Aqua is da bomb, even though we know... Gosh, it's... Commas! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> even though we That's all know structural. Groudon is the best. Get- anyway, yeah. mailbag. I'm both a casual and competitive player. And I'm trying to jump into the metagame. So, Dr. Shamu, if you're willing, I've got a team I'd love you to tear apart. Then put back together, of course. That's really, like, just asking a lot. (laughs) Also, Ethan, give A06234PT39MGXBQ to Bo. I sent it to my friend, but he hasn't used it yet, so hurry up. I wonder who has used it, Scrawn. Uh,
0: that is a lie. (laughs) (laughs)
3: But before I go, The Thatch, the one time I don't listen to the end of Closing Time, the one time you put up a badge. I'm so ashamed. And way. Okay. (laughs) I don't know what that means. Black gold over and out. And then this is kind of insulting. He said this. P.S. I really love seeing how official the podcast has become. It sounds like a real podcast now. <laughs> Congrats, Aww. Buckle. Keep going, good
0: luck, and I'll catch you, you know, on the flip. It's block. one of those things that you you don't think that they meant it to
3: be offensive.
0: But it is nice to hear back from Black Gold. It is. Mm-hmm.
3: All right, so next one. You got this next one from, I believe, Artemage84.
0: All right, again, I have a cold, so I'll try to get through this as best I can. There you go. Hey, Puckle. Artemage eighty four here. Three weeks in a row. Hate me yet? I'm a persistent guy, aren't I? Sorry for how <laughs> apparent my fatigue was in my email. We were about four hours from the end, and I've still not gotten a full night's rest since two weeks from before the event. So my levels of sleep deprivation are rapidly approaching critical mass, though I'm kind of excited for the coma that will allow me to recover if this keeps up. First, I want to know I want you to know that I do not hate the hate the web episode last week. There was the novelty of not having heard all of the Pokemon creepypastas before. The only one I knew of was Lavender Town. By the way, to address that that how some people say going and hearing the music after hearing about that, and experiencing the supposed symptoms, I'm afraid I have to say that you are experiencing a psychosomatic reaction. The music was, <laughs> the music was altered in the changeover to the North American red engine, and at this stage, even if you're using the original Japanese music, I doubt you're picking up on any mind-altering frequencies. I doubt the creepypasta's factuality, so I might just be acting very cynical toward this, but it doesn't feel like something that really would have happened. Oh, in amusing notes, I spread around the green Toros energy drink to my fellow Extra Life participants in the marathon. Controllers were dropped and rather... Su- rapid succession. A couple got stomped in the panic of hooves, but it was totally worth it. <laughs> I've, I've, I've now got these afflicted friends corralled in a paddock and make them run fa- races as they adapt to their new forms. I wow. feel, I feel kind of bad not warning them, though, but I wasn't going to be the first one to locally try it. Anyway, mailbag time. Competitive play. This has always been something that appealed to me, but for one factor, this is a major time sink. I have the state of being a magpie gamer, so my attentions shift from game to game quite frequently. I play many RPGs of notable length, have quite the collection of board games, and am involved in local communities for six miniature war games, and am often looking into other things out there. But with Gen 6 giving us a much easier way to breed out what we need, I'm really starting to think on going and working on a few teams to see what a few of the concepts out there might bring. Well, I've done this long enough. I wish I could have done as Goggles did last week and voice recorded this for you. But as I'm currently on a very out-there schedule with roommates, I'd rather not wake them up. Thanks for setting a new bar for us all, Goggles. Hope you land on the right side of the flip-flop, Artemage (laughs) 84.
2: Wonderful. That is a very articulate email that he... Mm -hmm. (laughs)
3: So our next one is from, oh, this one's my favorite. I read this, and I, <laughs> I saw this email when it came in, and I got really confused because it looked really long. I'm like, this is longer than the fluffiest Whimsicott's emails.
1: And, <laughs> i was just
3: like, oh, man, this is going to be really rough. Then I found out it was written as a poem. Well, wait, don't forget
0: to read it in a British accent.
3: Now, I'm not reading it in a quasi-British accent. I can't do that. Uh, but he does bold all of the Pokemon references he makes. Which is kind All of right. great, but I'm gonna Lay read this on one. Is, is from uh, Hanakune, Han- Hanakane. I don't know how to say it. I can't, pr- I cannot, uh, I can't pronounce this. Spiger. You can't oh pronounce boy. this one. Hanakane, Hanakane, Hanakane. Copy paste
2: in the chat. Let me throw.
5: Yeah.
3: My two cents. <laughs> oh, that's Hanakane. Hanakane, right? Yes. Okay. So I'm gonna read this.
0: That's something uh, about flowers in J- Japanese,
3: I believe. Yeah. I write this while toking a jigglypuff as Zubat zoomed past in the haze. I feel rough, like when you've been headbutted or dizzy-punched. I'm feeling drowsy, so let's get to the crunch. I, I'll answer the question you asked for the mailbag. I had already done so, but Delibird lagged. He either sleeps in or he loses the package. Alas, it's a nightmare. My surf mail is ravaged. He rests all day long and quite often sleep talks. When moody, he thrashes and eats grumpig chops. I'd ask him to stop, but I guess I'm too timid. He's loafing around right now. He has no limit. So I'll start again and rewrite it all over, though Lavender Town is quite far from Unova. But hopefully this one will reach you in time. I've also attached some Carvana and Brine.
1: <laughs>
3: uh. Well, thank you for the Carvana. Ah. Uh. A local delicacy, Del- enclosed in the mail. I hope you like it. Tis no Slowpoke's tale. That's true. Uh, my journey went began way back in 98. At just that time, there was a debate. Was Pokemon awesome or was it for losers? The cool kids took a shot at us like big Octazookas. We played around. We played underground, sometimes with brothers, though chiefly at home, hidden from others. We did love to play it, but felt quite ashamed, and wanting to fit in, the craving was tamed. We played less and less, and then a thing happened, gold and silver came out, red and blue were flattened. In color, with 100 new Pokemon, was Pika Blue real? Where was Ho-Oh from? The rich kid in our school got it from Japan, way before it came out at home, cause he can. We crowded around him, five minute, each 5 minute break, and though could not read Japanese, it looked great. The day and night the day and night cycle, the sixteen gym badges, the new game mechanics, no gen since then matches. What gen two achieved at the time, the egg hatches. Remember when Togepi finally burst and you found out that your friends did it first? With other pokes too, this wasn't a gimmick, and still to this day, this its impact has no limit. But then Gen three came out and ruined it all. My Umbreon trapped there forever. The Gall For months I saved up to buy two GBAs, as well as a cable, but to my dismay. I found out the hard way there could be no transfer, and when the cartridge died, so did my (laughs) stamp. I gave it all up, and I said never again. I'll never play this game. I'm 15, not 10. Then years went by, and so did the longing. Till Pearl came out on the DS. How boring. I thought at the time, but then these two dudes... I knew from work were battling Geodudes. They were both cool guys, one was in the band. Pokemon's back, I thought, and I ran. I snatched up a coffee and played it all day, and now we could link up on Wi-Fi. Hooray. The battles were fu- fun, sure, and Smogon was kicking, and never before was it so damn addicting. Since that very day, I've never looked back. I'm out of the closet spamming Quick Attack. I'll play in the plaza, at work or in buses, I don't give a damn, I don't see what the fuss is. All out in the open, I don't want to hide it, I'm 28 now, not some insecure shy kid. I I think the competitive game's fun, I dabble, but nothing compares to the tense in-game battles. That feeling you get when your starter evolves and pummel your way through the snooty elite fours. The online battles gives you something to aim for, without that perhaps, it would feel empty, sure. However, there's battles you're bound to forget, yet pressing new games, the kind of feeling you'll never, ever regret. That's just my two cents for this puckle edition, and thank you so much for feeding my addiction. Apologies for the format, it's a poem. And now until next game, I'll see you in Hoenn. Ta-ra! Hanakane. That
2: was, nice.
4: oh, wow. that was awesome.
3: Yeah, that was well done really gone. well.
2: <laughs> that wow. Do we even need to read any
0: more emails? <laughs> yeah, well, we have to read that. But... Well, yeah. We'll, we'll see if we we'll see if anyone comes close.
3: You've got this uh, next one. I don't. Oh, Trainer Dragonborn, that's his name.
0: Trainer Dragonborn. Sounds like someone's playing Skyrim. <laughs> yep. <All right. laughs> hey, Puckle host. Trainer Dragonborn here. Just a fair warning. This has nothing to do with the mailbag, but still is interesting to read on air. When I was little, my mother did not let me play Pokemon because she believed they were demonic and evil. When I turned 15, I told her I was going to play, and she didn't care. Now I'm 19, and my life is Pokemon. My main concern is trying to get involved in competing in the TCG, but I have no tournaments around me. If you guys could lend advice, I'd really appreciate it, because my main goal is to compete in state and place in the finals at least. But I digress, so I leave you with this joke.
3: One year I don't read this. Don't read the joke. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's horrible. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. oh, oh. Do you have any advice you can give uh, our trainer Dragonborn here about their well, um, about their TCG scrum? I know you're really into it. Well, uh, basically,
0: use uh, use good cards and play well. <laughs> uh, okay, that's, that's the that's the <laughs> that best, best advice. Well, you were the one
3: you played in, in the TCG leagues before, though. That's why.
0: Right. Yeah, uh, I think right now a lot of aromatus and uh, garbodor and Pyroar decks are going around, so give those a try. which you and suggest? I guess there should be a
3: league around you. There, there's leagues like everywhere. What you need to do is check out the play Pokemon. I know there might not be a tournament, but mm-hmm. there's at least a league
4: somewhere where you can go and you can get points or es- something. Especially
0: if you're in an urban area.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's always something around in those areas.
4: Plus, you can play online. I mean, like, they have that, the digital Mm -hmm. version. That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: I I just wanted to say something about the email. Uh, He said, like, his mom thought they were sinful and evil. Yeah. (laughs) I actually knew somebody who was in a similar situation, uh, except his mom didn't think they were uh, sinful or evil. Not only that, but... She also thought they promoted the theory of evolution. Oh, that's hilarious! Uh, let oh, that, let that, let that, let that sink in and realize how absurd and stupid that sounds. All these right. little pieces of cards, these little cards with pictures of animals on them, uh, they're Satan's work.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. yeah, I've got this next one from uh, Amy in Ohio. I'm a casual Pokemon player who's thinking about getting into competitive play. I competed in the Fairy Face Off. I had a lot of fun using Mister Mime. I tried breeding too long after X and Y came out to really do any other competitions. I hope to do more in 13 days when Oras comes out. That's true. It's coming out very soon. <laughs> and that's all she says. In
2: two weeks.
3: <laughs> so I'm gonna get this next Let's one for my uh, naps as well because I feel like I did not get my fair share of uh, emails. And Scrawn, reading die. that
2: poem.
0: <laughs> okay. I can. Uh, I can
3: agree with that this next one's from trainer naps uh hey hey again puckle crew trainer naps back again to do to phone i mean send in another entry to the mailbag yeah you heard right i haven't been abducted by a horde of nefarious whimsicott like last time resulting in my long absence wait 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 wait. i didn't do anything he he makes (laughs) he makes a comment resulting in my long absence from puckle way back when Turns out they weren't such big fans of my test on why fairy type was weak to steal. Well, it looks like they've backed off since then. And I started reading and commenting on the fluffiest Whimsicott's sub- suburb uh, topical types articles. They really are pretty sweet. So it Thank seems the Whimsicott and I have reached a truce for now. <laughs> Continuing in my mailbag 3 Pete. In regards to me sending them in, not witting. <laughs> I have a quick update on the RP thread. I know these have been common theme of my emails, but they'll curtail soon enough. The actual thread is up and running now, not the RP itself, mind you, but a section for rules as well as discussion topic. If you're interested in joining in, please drop by and give your thoughts on some subject. I'd like to, I'd like input before starting, which are listed in the e- topic itself. Everyone's opinions count, and the RP won't start up until I've got at least five interested puckalonians joining in. I've already spoken to a few members of the community who seem interested, which has gotten me really excited. Hope to see you all there. On to the mailbag question. To wrap this up, and <laughs> nice Sylvian style bow. While I've been trying to get to the metagame for a while since about fourth gen, I've never truly have, and therefore never considered myself a casual, and therefore consider myself mostly a casual player. This is something I don't have trouble admitting with Pokemon, due to its supporting a playstyle like mine rather earnestly. I'm often busy with schoolwork or theater or other obligations, often leaving me without time to sit down, boot up the game council, pick a game, and sit through more one-story mission, or wait for a multiplayer lobby lobby to fill. I can, however, play Pokemon while watching TV, traveling, or just sitting around. Its approachability, and that of the 3DS in general, therefore make me more likely to play it, and less likely to stress at how good I am when playing it. Of course, being an avid fan of the franchise for my entire life does help, so in closing, I'd consider myself a casual player by the most literal definition, being that I don't often battle competitively. But I, sh- I sure as Garatina am learning, so watch out, Buckle. Until next time, Trainer naps. I would like to make a comment on the whole Whimsicott
0: thing. Yes. Uh, Whimsicott <laughs> is like representative of a Japanese mischievous spirit, actually. Really. So it can be regarded as evil in some ways.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a prankster. Sure, <laughs> sure you are. <laughs> so that's all the emails we have. So as for the Green Taurus badge, who did you guys think was the best? Oh, the poem guy. Hane yeah, Hanakane. No. Yeah. Okay, Hane Hane. hands down, Hanakane. You win the Green Taurus badge. So uh, we'll award that to you on the website. Um, in next episode we are actually having a special guest host on. Uh, so. Our mailbag question for next time is going to be, what Pokemon-esque games have you played or Pokemon games that haven't been actually sponsored by Nintendo? Have you played and tried out? They could be ROMs. Uh, they could be that some of those dumb Facebook games you run into <laughs> where they blatantly <laughs> steal Pokemon. Uh, what, what, Which games do you like? Have you played? Do you not like those kinds of games? Do you want to stick with Nintendo-sponsored Pokemon? So, and if you
0: can't think of anything, just send in something anyway. Send we
2: something in. Send we your, like
3: hearing from you guys.
2: Um, if please you do a favorite, send your opinion about the subject. That's <laughs> yeah. always an option. <laughs> so until next time, uh,
3: send that in at at gmail.com. While you're at it, review us on iTunes if you haven't already. It would be much appreciated. You should also follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, follow us on Tumblr. And if he has some time, come to the Puckle Chat this Tuesday, November 11th from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. I'll be hanging out there, giving out Jirachis. So that's all I've got for you guys. And did I forget anything? Review us on iTunes. Did I say that? No? Yeah, you yes. said that. I, yeah. you well, said I'm going to say it again. Review us on iTunes because that's really important.
2: You <laughs> get a badge for it. You do get
3: a badge for it. Just
1: the chat badge.
3: <laughs> Please do. So, We're almost to our goal, so... <laughs> we are almost I to our I'm goal. I think I'm
5: going to do it this week, because I haven't gotten around to that yet. So. If you would, yeah, you yeah. should. I promise I'm going to do it.
3: <laughs> do it. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> so, until next time, I'm Trainer Thatch. I'm Scrum.
5: I'm Viger.
4: Oh. I'm Jorn.
5: <laughs> and I am the Fluffy Swim
3: And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.